You know, Jesus warned us that in the end times, deception like a virus will spread like wildfire. Disguised as the answer to all our problems, our secular culture can only offer replacements to the truth. The good news is that the truth of the Bible is the cure. In Pastor Jack Hibbs' new book called Living in the Days of Deception, he reveals the antidote to the lies we're told that have become increasingly harder to detect. From the inspiring foreword written by Mike Pompeo to the final chapters, Pastor Jack exposes how to combat deceptive spirits and equips us when we're deceived by the ultimate liar, Satan himself. Living in the Days of Deception by Jack Hibbs is a powerful must-read, and when you order, you can bundle by getting the DVDs and a downloadable link for a gift of any amount at jackhibbs.com radio. That's jackhibbs.com radio. Real Life presents the Jack Hibbs Podcast with intention and boldness to proclaim truth, equip the saints, and impact our culture. Those of us who live in this advanced world, we have access, we have a phone, we have an iPad, we have some sort of tablet device, we have libraries, we have hotels that we can check into and read a Bible. If you don't have a Bible, go to a hotel. Open up the drawer, read the Bible. Right, we've got the Bible. God is going to say, in effect, did you read it? You can get the outlines of this podcast by going to jackhibbs.com slash podcast. Today, if this podcast lifts you up and encourages you to live a more fulfilled life in Christ, then make sure you leave us one of those five-star ratings. To us, that's like saying amen or yes. Then that rating will encourage others to listen. Now open your hearts to what God's Word has to say to you. Here is Jack Hibbs. The fact of the matter is that unknown religion to God is one of silence. Can you write that down, church, as we look at this? Silence. You say, what do you mean by that, pastor? Unknown to God is a religion of silence. Meaning this, that God, according to the scriptures, is a God who communicates. The God of the Bible is alive. He's real. You can't hide from him. Uh, You can't hide anything from him. And, And you need to take comfort in this fact that Because normally that would cause you to just shiver with fear, right? You're just like, oh, no. But the fact is this, that this God who knows everything is a God that is not silent, that you can be in a place today that you are in the most darkest, deepest pit of sin and or despair. And you should be happy to hear today that the God of the Bible, he knows nothing about a silent religion. It doesn't exist. And I love that. In my mind, I see a contrast between the true living God of the Bible and all of the dumb idols that have been crafted throughout all the millennia. Men bow down and worship idols with ears and noses and eyes and a mouth, and they can't hear, they can't speak, they can't smell, they can't relate. John chapter 4, verse 24, the Bible says, God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit, and in truth. I tell you what, we will not, of course, but that verse in John's gospel right there, that verse unpacked will just draw the line right down the middle. It'll just cut you wide open, and it will determine if you're a true believer in God or not, because true believers worship God in spirit and in truth. I love how he covers both. 
to know the truth about God is to cause you to know him by spirit. And to relate to God by spirit is to understand his nature and who he is, that he's worthy. Because our God is a God who communicates. And so the first thing we see in verses 12 to 13 is that he's speaking to all people. The God of the Bible speaks. If today you have a God that is not speaking, I suggest you get a new God. Verse 12, for as many as have sinned without law will also perish without law. Notice, watch, we'll point something out here in a moment. Next statement. And as many as have sinned in the law will be judged by the law. You just see how I stress the definite article. The first statement is regarding those who sin regarding law versus those who sin regarding the law. What is he saying? Paul is setting up in his genius argumentation. There are Gentiles and there are Jews. You say, well, I don't know which one I am. Are you a Jew? Nope, then you're a Gentile. <laughs> if you're not Jew, you're a Gentile. The whole world outside of being a Jew is Gentile. And what he's talking about, as we'll see in a moment, is that God has spoken. We learned this in Romans chapter 1. That his Godhead has been displayed to all that he has created. But this statement here in chapter 2 is announcing that there are those who have never heard the Bible. They've never heard a sermon. They've never heard or read anything about the Bible. And verse 12 is announcing up front that there are those who sin without law, but they will perish without law. See, but this makes no sense to me. Yes, it does. I won't belabor it, but yes, it does. According to the Bible, and again, tell your kids this. They need to hear this. Because everybody gets concerned about the poor man running around naked in South American jungles about his soul. Well, what about the guy running around in South America naked? With a bone in his nose. How, what if he doesn't hear the gospel? Well, Romans chapter 1 and chapter 2 says, don't worry about him. God is speaking to him. And he's speaking to him in a way where there is an internal law that God has revealed inside of that man or woman living in the Amazon. So you can take a big, deep breath and relax and not worry about that man's soul. You need to think about your own. The Bible says, to whom much is given, much will be required. Where little is given, little is required. But know this, all of mankind will stand before God in judgment. If you've been given much, it means that you'll be judged more harshly. That's why the book of James says, you pastors, you teachers, you better watch yourself because you study my word and you preach and teach it and that's how I'm going to judge you in the day of judgment. The teacher gets the stronger judgment in the day of God's examination. But the God that you and I worship knows nothing about silence. We often think that he's the silent God because we think he's not speaking. Oh, he's speaking. You know our problem is we are so busy, we're so cluttered. We have so much noise going on. I'm convinced always. I've told you before. I'm convinced now he's always speaking. I rarely listen. In fact, I'll prove it to you. And you, you can prove this to yourself. When I relax and calm down, which for me, take a picture when that happens. 
But honestly, I'll be very honest with you. If I'm gardening or mowing the lawn, to me, that is, God speaks to me more in times like that or in times of isolation for me. Now, I don't get isolation much, but what I'm saying is, if I'm walking or if I'm, whatever I'm doing, and there's aloneness, I hear God speaking. I don't hear the trees rumbling and some powerful voice that's amplified. No, it's deep, internal, and it's a, it's a revelation of words or knowledge or, or instruction that's not Jack. You know what I'm talking about? And it's not you. You know it's him. And he speaks to the person that doesn't have the Bible like you and I have, but they're not guiltless because he's speaking to them. And they know inside this is right and this is wrong. And by the way, anthropologists will tell us every culture all around the world, no matter what they believe, have a right and a wrong law in that culture. And the Bible says it came from God. All of you evolutionists, you got a tough, uh, you got a tough argument there you have. Trying to, trying to convince yourself that God doesn't exist, and yet on the inside you have a moral code that you live by. And you argue trying to say that that was developed by input and by your surroundings. That's your argument. I just got news for you. This will ruin your day. You'll have a horrible day after I say what I'm about to say. God says, I placed that in you. And you may have never opened up a Bible in your life, but you know the question in your mind is, does God exist? And God is expecting you to nurture that question. He's asking you to stoke the flames of that little spark to see, is God real? Every human being is being touched with that challenge from God. And this is a fact. Secondly, in verses 14 to 15, we see that unknown religion to God is one of silence, is the fact that he is speaking to each of us, every single one of us. Verse 14 says, For when Gentiles, unbelievers, who do not have the law, by nature do the things in the law, these, although not having the law, our law unto themselves. Now, you got to remember, Paul is a born-again Jew speaking to born-again Jews living in Rome. He's writing from Corinth, Greece. He's writing to those in Rome. There was a tremendous amount of born-again Jews. We call them believers, completed Jews. And he's challenging them. And he's saying, listen, for those of you guys who are cruising and saying that, I'm, hey, man, I got the, I'm, I'm settled. I was in Judaism before. I got saved. I understand Jesus is Messiah. And uh, yet, when I'm with all these other Gentiles, I've got a little notch above the rest of them. I'm a little bit better off. I'm kind of a higher uh, standard or a higher cut. And he warns because... The Bible here says that there are those who by nature, notice this, the Gentiles by nature, God's speaking to them. And he's speaking to you. He speaks to me. He speaks. In verse 15, it says that these who show the work of the law written in their hearts, here it comes, their conscience also bearing witness and between themselves, their thoughts accusing or else excusing them. Listen, in your heart, listen, you're not a Christian today. You're not a follower of Jesus. 
but you will agree with me. You have to agree with me. That is, inside of you, you have a standard of living that to you is acceptable. So whoever you may be, non-believer, you don't believe in God, you have a moral code. And you believe it so much that you've lived your life by that standard. And church, let's be honest. There are non-Christians who live, some non-Christians live better lives morally than Christians. They've got a high standard of morality. What does it prove? Watch this. What does it prove, the apostle is saying? It means this. It means that they've got a high bar that they've established based upon their own judgment, but they're failing to recognize that their ability to place that high bar as a standard of judgment has come from God and his witness that is inside of them. It doesn't mean they're going to heaven. It means that God has shown them a standard. And Jesus says, and the Bible says over and over again, whatever standard you have, God says, by that standard, you will be judged. So when we look at people and we criticize or we talk about or we gossip about or we hold this standard to them, it's, it's actually true that that standard is looking right back at us. But you say, well, Jack, if I meet my standard, what if, what if I just have low standards, Jack? <laughs> and I meet up to all my low standards. Am I off the hook? Nope. Nope. What Paul is trying to get the believer and the unbeliever to see is that God alone is perfect and that we need the cross of Jesus. We need the resurrected Christ. That it's not being a good citizen that gets you into heaven, nor is it being a Jew and you're a scholar of the Bible that gets you into heaven. He says both will perish, no matter what morality, no matter what understanding. Psalm 44, verse 21. Psalm 44, 21 says, for he knows the secrets of the heart. God does. Why does, it, why does he announce that? Look at verse 15. He's the God that is speaking to you. He speaks to the people, the nations. He speaks to us, all of us as a culture. But he speaks to you and I personally. Verse 16 in the day when God will judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ according to my gospel. When Paul says my gospel, don't get excited. He's not making it up. When he says my gospel, the word means I am saying exactly what Jesus told me to say, gospel. I'm being faithful to delivering the goods that I was told to do. Okay, I appreciate that. God will judge the secrets of our hearts. I don't know how this message will eventually come across, but I can tell you this, for days now, I've been concerned with this thought, and I'll just be so honest with you. I've been so concerned for this thought, and that is for someone to think for a moment, fresh for the first time, almost like a spark of light. When the scripture says that God will judge the secrets of men's hearts, that, the, that, that makes perfect sense to you. Are there not, listen, church, are there not secrets in the world? course. Do not people have them? Yes. Do you know a secret? Then why can't God know a secret? He knows. Oh, pastor, all my life I've been hoping and praying that nobody finds out about that thing. It has burdened me for 50 years. 
It has been weighed upon me. It's crushing me. I'm terrified someday I might wake up and it's on the headlines. Let me tell you something right now. God knows all secrets. He knows them all. Psalm 139, verse 1 and 2 says, Oh, Lord, you have searched me and known me. Notice the words past tense. He's not getting to know you. <laughs> hey, hi, Jack. I'd like to get to know you. No, no, God shows up on the scene right now today and says, I know you. Amen. I've always known you. You mean from the beginning? From the beginning. In eternity. I've searched you. I've known you. Verse 2 says in Psalm 139, verse 2, you know my sitting down and my rising up. You understand my thought afar off. Isn't that bizarre? Before you think it, God knows what you're going to think in the next 15 seconds or 15 minutes. He knows, he, see, he knows it's coming. And my argument to him has always been, then why didn't you stop it? Of course, that's a stupid question because God is saying, I want to see what you're going to do with it. I know what you're going to do with it, but you don't know what you're going to do with it. And you're going to decide to be a follower of mine or not. This is the danger of rejection. Paul in chapter 2 of Romans is talking about those who without the law or with an internal law or God's code, the Bible, if you reject God's truth, there's a grave danger. And he's speaking to you personally. In Matthew chapter 11, verse 20, this is, this is tough because you don't want to reject friends when God speaks to you. I know you're in a big crowd here right now. You think, well, yeah, I'm just going to hide in the crowd. People tell me that, by the way. I came to this church three years ago. I, needed, I just wanted to hide. No, I'm, have you, you hear that, don't you? I just, want, I just I want to find a big church. I just hide out. Well, we, we may not have detected you, but the Holy Spirit, he knows. But are you here for religious purposes? Because to that, is, that's unknown to God. But the truth is you should be here for personal reasons. Crowd or not. You should come to this place saying, where's God? I want God. Is there a God? And I'm happy to report that yes, he's a God who speaks. He speaks to nations, speaks to cultures, and he speaks to you personally. He's a good God. He's a forgiving God. This Jack Kemp's podcast, as well as all the broadcast outreach opportunities, are listener-supported. Will you consider partnering with us through a special gift? Go to jackhibbs.com to learn more and stay connected. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sick of being upsold at gyms? 
My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.